0: You can do whatever you. Want. You have single-handedly furnished this my man cave more than I have.
1: No, you have a desk, a well, all the dressers and sorry. bookshelf. I think maybe made the the TV viewing section.
0: You did, You absolutely <laughs> did, and with the table, which I love that table. I can't believe you guys built that table.
1: It is so easy and so cheap. Well, the most expensive part by far were the legs,
0: like. How? Why? What? What makes the legs expensive?
1: Um, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know the type of crafted metal, bent metal. It is put, I, honestly, I think each one of those uh, legs is like thirty or forty dollars.
0: Oh shit! Maybe
1: not that much, but twenty bucks.
0: Now I feel like I got to pay you for this thing. It's a hundred dollar table. No, um, do you know how much the wood is? I mean, the wood is just like two by four or whatever. It is.
1: <laughs> we we bought this whole thing in like an eighteen foot plank or whatever, and it may have been eighteen dollars.
0: And but you had to stain it. We had to stain it,
1: and we had to glue it. We had to glue it all together. We had to cut the pieces down because we also made two bedside tables out of it.
0: Oh, so did you have like when you when you built the table? Did you have an idea of what you were doing? Like, or did, was there like something online? that you Gracie's were dad
1: helped us, okay. um, and he had an idea of, of what to do. Um, but we, I sort of knew going into it. This is what I want to make out of oh, this, okay. out of this wood. It's awesome. So he's like, okay, yeah, it's super easy. So, well, you, next. I think we, we owe you because of at least all the baby stuff you're handing down
0: to us. So. Uh, no, honestly, that, <laughs> see, that was the thing too. It's like when, when our first kid was born, it, like people were giving us so much stuff. And I felt so badly because I'm like, I'm never going to be able to repay these people. Yeah. You're like, how
1: do you pay these people
0: back? Right. And then you, you get to the point where you're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm doing them the favor by taking their shit. <laughs> yeah. So you and Gracie. Are taking our shit and that's phenomenal. That I mean, you
1: old. don't have enough storage in this house anyway, so that's I'm true. glad to help you declutter.
0: This is the first podcast we've recorded. Oh in this yeah, house. that's right. Um, the previous owner called me because he had some packages sent here by accident. He's like, "Yeah, we're just we're struggling in the new house," and he <laughs> and I have this very like friendly relationship, which is kind of weird, but that's good. He's, he's like, "Adam, man, I just." Like, we had so many fucking closets in that other house. <laughs> like, I know, Bob. And actually, this morning Lindsay opened up a closet and she's like, We have empty closets here. Like That's closets weird. we don't even use. That's like, weird. There's a closet here that I didn't even know we had until I saw it today. <laughs> you do upstairs especially yes. so
1: many closets. Yeah. And yes. maybe that was just the the year in which or like the decade in which this house was renovated and designed. But I, maybe it's yeah, it's absurd.
0: It's stupid, and it's and we are clearly very lucky. But at the same time, like you sort of you're like, oh my god, I could be a great hoarder, Lindsay. I need
1: more coats, right? I need, well, that need more it. towels. You're,
0: you're like, well, in our other house, we had to be so conservative with what we bought, yeah, because every like if you brought something in, you had to take something else out, and so it, it just kept a rein on what we purchased. And now because we have all this storage. Like this whole room, but I'm sorry that I'm poor to podcast (laughs) listeners. Like there's just boxes and boxes of shit that like,
1: that's going to be that, but that's going to like be a little sweet man breakaway area, right? Like a wine cellar or,
0: uh, the plan is to turn that. This sounds so fucking pretentious. Yeah. Uh, the plan is to yes, turn it into a wine cellar
1: and maybe a vault. Uh, you're gonna say pretentious. You're like it might also be like a vault for some gold and silver. Yes, because
0: I trade in, in precious, fairly
1: family heirlooms that
0: um, don't have any. <laughs> I have none. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, so when before we even bought the house, I hadn't seen that room. I was just told it was like a mechanical room, so I figured it was like small. no. It's pretty big. It's big. It's big enough for a wine cellar.
1: It could be a podcast studio. Like if you really wanted to soundproof something.
0: That's not the worst idea,
1: but you gotta. Let's just. I mean, we should backtrack. If you want to make that a podcast studio, we need to do more than <laughs> two episodes a year at this yeah, point. Is,
0: we, so we. There was a point where we were doing what, like one every two weeks.
1: Every we were averaging two. And, yeah, uh, every and then two it got
0: weeks. worse and worse, and now it's it's like oh, we should probably.
1: I will say though, it's I started hearing advertisements for podcasts on like. Uh, um, WCBS eight eighty, yeah. Just like a news channel, you hear them uh, ad advertisement podcasts when you're listening to music on Spotify, yeah. And you just think, holy shit, everybody and their mother really does have a podcast, and we jumped yeah. on the same train. You know, we, faulting well, us,
0: we did. But so, I, I just heard a statistic, and I'm I'm fairly certain on these numbers before COVID. How many podcasts do you think there were in the world?
1: Like a million, I think.
0: There's six hundred thousand.
1: 600,000. Before like, COVID,
0: before COVID, worldwide 600,000 that were like regularly updated.
1: Maybe COVID has been so long yeah. that <laughs>
0: How well, how many podcasts do you think were started in the past year? 2 million. Well, shit, see now you're uh 900,000. Okay. So, we went from 600,000 to to 1.5. 1.5 in the matter of a year. Yeah. I mean more than double. Yeah. Uh so yes, everyone is On the podcast train. And by the way, the podcast train has been going for 15 years.
1: Yeah. It's been, I, it's not really been strong. I mean, it's, it's been targeted.
0: Um, it's also, I mean, they're clearly easy to produce. If we can produce them, they're very easy to produce. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, this is kind of a local thing, but B and H in the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember going into there, um, last summer, we were trying to get some video equipment for work stuff Mm -hmm. and they had their whole podcast. you were shooting that porn. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. The side job. Um, we, uh, we, they had like a whole podcast section and every single tag was sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. And the guy's like, don't yeah. even, we needed some little sound piece of equipment for a camera. He's like, we don't have that in stock anyway. Cause everybody's doing video blogs now. And it's just <laughs> like, everybody's at home yeah and they're just trying to create content because they're not spending two hours in traffic true. or on a train anymore. So they have time to do this stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. But it's also like Okay, you know, how how many more how many more idiots do we need on air right. uh just like talking about what they're doing in their friend's basement.
0: Well, uh, so I have this desire and it's for no reason other than I just think it would be fun to start like a podcast network and to actually build a podcast studio where I can just be like, "Hey guys, come over to my come man record. cave podcast studio and you know, record it, use my shit. I'm not going to charge you anything and we'll just like Build our local podcast network, but the world doesn't need two fuck fuckholes talking about their bullshit lives and, and their closets. It's a know? great
1: excuse for us to sit down and just talk because it's this so. True. Even in, I mean, obviously with COVID, it's it's tough, um, but even pre-COVID. There's rarely a time, whether you have kids or not, that you can just sit down and shoot the shit with somebody. You could go, you know, like saddle up to a bar somewhere and just have a conversation, but then you had to have an you know, not an excuse, but you had to say like, hey, you know, honey, do you mind if I'm out for a couple hours doing this? And it's just like, you have to be conscious of other parts of your life. Whereas if it's something around this concept, it seems more acceptable, but it also... It's almost a it's a forced moment where you just have to like sit back and and talk.
0: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely. And I think that it, even like bar conversations and uh podcast conversations are probably they're, they're similar in that like you're connecting but I think that's also they're different in that like bar conversations I think remain a little bit more superficial. Yes. <laughs> but I think the one of the impetus Empatai for this podcast was when we went to Bar Taco with your brother Will. Yeah. And and it was just the three of us, and we were waiting for a table for ever. And this was obviously way before COVID. And you and I and and Will were just shooting this shit in depth about World War (laughs) One.
1: That's right. Yeah. And like just like
0: (laughs) like talking nonstop and just like feeding off each other. We're like, oh my God, we have so much to say about this topic. Which we had all stolen from Dan Carlin, um, but we a were, podcast, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> wow. exactly. Um, so I, I think that it, it's it, it kind of stemmed from that, like yeah, guys at a bar just like shooting the shit and and talking about random stuff. I mean, clearly random stuff. But why not? I I do think that Charlie is right in that we should have had or we still could have like some sort of theme whether that's like Fairfield County, Connecticut, whatever, Formula 1. Just because it gives it gives outsiders a reason to listen rather right. than just like our parents. Well, it's funny.
1: I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. We're not really experts in anything. Correct?
0: Uh th- yeah. Uh I mean, you're you're an expert in granola and rowing.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if you could like really run a podcast around those two topics. You, I mean,
0: yes, you could. Jesus but Christ, man, they've like, I know. There's fucking, a, yeah, birth canal <laughs> themed <laughs> shit. So thank
1: God I haven't gotten there <laughs> yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think that that would, uh, that probably wouldn't be a passion of mine, and I wouldn't want to talk. Right, like you and I wouldn't talk about that stuff. No. Um, but uh. You know, I was just thinking. A big uh, driver of this was also your wife getting you that whiskey of the month club thing. Yes, and it was like, okay, you need we need to find excuses to drink this (laughs) because you're like, I'm not going to finish this on my own.
0: No, and it's hard with kids because it's like, you know, like I'm not going to invite like a bunch of guys over because my kids are trying to fall asleep. Yeah, at least my other house now because I have this quote unquote man cave.
1: You got some room to do it. Like so, it's like if we. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna do a if we're gonna do a more local or focused podcast, yeah, um, we're also we're not like whiskey connoisseurs or anything, but no. that's kind that's like been a common theme across yes. our episodes. Formula One has been a common theme in in our friendship in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we're in Connecticut is a is a theme, but I don't know. <laughs> we can we can we can talk about it. It Doesn't we'll have, have to, to be on that. air, but yeah. um,
0: Speaking yeah. of whiskey, we are drinking bourbon tonight. Yeah. What is this? This is a small batch 1792. Uh, it's what, this is not from 1792, uh, Connecticut or Connecticut, Jesus, Kentucky, straight bourbon. Uh, so this is, this was brought to me by my father-in-law. Um, who he's still talking to me. I don't know why. Um, but he actually got me this last year and then brought me another bottle this year. And it's, I think it's pretty good. It's really good. It's sweet. Um, I like it. Yeah. yeah.
1: it's, It's not crushing. It's not like a really overpowering, like, right? Yeah, like alcohol taste. So I, I was telling you uh, before we started this that I my nighttime book, my bedtime book is a uh, a book <laughs> I, I about pictured, whiskey. I pictured yeah. Gracie
0: in bed actually reading you bedtime stories <laughs> about whiskey.
1: I thought you were gonna say you pictured me with a monocle and just like a little cigar. Or that too on the yeah. on the nightstand as I'm reading this uh, very. <laughs> <laughs> deep, uh, leather bound book about whiskey. Is it leather bound? No, it oh, it's a nice, be- it is a nice binding. Yeah, um, okay. but it's, uh, so I, Kentucky was it Kentucky single malt. You said, uh, Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky straight, straight, bourbon. Kentucky straight bourbon. So in order to be Kentucky, it has to be made in Kentucky.
0: I'm assuming this was, it ha- yeah,
1: I mean, it, it definitely is, but you'd yeah. be surprised. Like that's kind of something people would be like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a Kentucky inspired bourbon.
0: It's uh sorry. It's uh distilled and bottled by Barton, 1792 distillery, Bardstown, Kentucky. So Barton's I'm yeah. into the B section oh, of the yeah, book. Right?
1: I'll have to go back and look and see what this guy says. Yeah. Excuse me about, uh, about Barton's. I want to say he actually rated it pretty well.
0: I mean, I, I genuinely like it. I, it's, cool bottle it's kind of fancy but
1: but a uh, a kentucky uh a kentucky straight bourbon i believe also means that uh it was just uh distilled on its own uh in one barrel and hasn't been mixed it was from one single mash okay um,
0: Look at you see you said you weren't an expert
1: I think now I'm going to go back and read this, and here we go, episode oh, fifty. Well,
0: I think you're already wrong, episode fifty. Right, so here what, we go. Uh, Seventeen ninety-two small batch bourbon is made from a marriage of a few select barrels carefully chosen by our master distiller. This refined bourbon elevates Kentucky distilling to exceptional new heights, celebrated by whiskey connoisseurs. Bullshit.
1: Kentucky straight. Oh, you know what it is? Oh
0: my god! I th- <laughs> All right. Uh, Seriously, just get your shit together. Come on, man. I love that now, sound. I wonder yeah. if that's picking up. <laughs> um, there we go. That worked.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. I knew, I knew the second thing that I thought of was going to be correct. Uh, straight bourbon. To be classified as straight bourbon, uh, it has to be aged uh, in charred oak for at least two years.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. That was um, it. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, my bad. Uh, I, may, I may have been thinking single
0: malt. That would be, yes. That would be That correct. would make more yes. sense. Um it's all confusing. Like I you know.
1: don't, you want to be able to read a label and understand. And of course, maybe this is my error in reading this book right before bed. So you forget half <laughs> the shit that you yeah. read because I'm half asleep when, uh, when I'm reading it. But
0: well, even like, um, like cognac. So I worked on a cognac brand for a couple of years and there was like VSOP and like XO. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's just like the different c- classifications. And so, not only do you have... Tequila is the same way? Tequila's got... Yeah, right? So you have to actually like know the different levels and all that. And it's like, how can you keep this fucking straight? Well, it's if you are...
1: The, the reason why I actually am enjoying the book and not, not thinking of it as like a, a snobbish thing that this guy is writing... Mm-hmm. No joke, if you go to a liquor store, whether you go to your local one or a giant Total Wine one, you go stand in that section and you're like, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah,
0: where do I even start? Yeah,
1: I mean, f- like craft beer and stuff, I like buying based on... On label designs, I totally. think it's pretty cool.
0: I'm so guilty of that, and but it's just absolutely. like
1: great if you design a cool label. Maybe you care a little bit about what's in the can. It's or, not or, or necessary. you're just trying to cover the fact that you're yeah, exactly. Shit, or man. you're just you're trying to sell a crap beer. It. I wouldn't say it's always the same in uh in the whiskey bourbon aisle because like somebody may just be making a really good whiskey bourbon like this. That bottle to me wouldn't be a standout bottle. Uh, it actually no. looks that kind of looks like a a high estate kind of whiskey. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't go that direction. Um, but the, the, the reading the book just allows you to understand at a very basic level what's going on on the label. Yes. So like you can make a relatively educated decision of what gift you're going to get somebody instead of doing a cliche like bullet or makers right, or, right, 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 right. Um, or also whether you should mix that bourbon is a drink, you know, should that go into a mint julep or should something else go into it? Right. Um, so it's it's
0: good. That's fascinating, man. Seriously, I, I, if you don't mind, I would like to read that book. <laughs> sure, yeah. So that I can at least pretend. It's a great to coffee
1: table them. book until you realize
0: you don't want to read anything else yeah. when you're going to bed. Yeah, right. Um, so speaking of being experts, uh, a frequent guest on our podcast has ended his podcast of Paper Voice. Your brother, Charlie. Yeah, is-
1: he just he found that um, it was taking up a lot of time for him and sure. he wasn't enjoying it as
0: much. Okay.
1: Um, so he and his, and his podcast host friend um, just decided that they weren't going to do it anymore.
0: I mean, it was, it, it's so funny that like you think about the complete lack of preparation that we do and the <laughs> amount of preparation they did. Like it was not, it was, but like it was a, feed. it was a
1: science based podcast that, you know, was all fact driven.
0: Right. And they were reading papers, research papers. Yeah. And it was phenomenally, well done. I mean, they were really like very interesting to listen to because, you know, it was, it made, it made like science and stuff tangible. And I think, right. I think that was really right. great. Um, but it was just very, it was a niche, but, but a very like palatable niche, yeah. like people could approach it and, and understand it. And I think that's what actually made it so good. Aside from obviously they're like super fucking smart um, was that they had, they found this, like this way to click, but right. Yeah, it takes so much fucking time, especially when you're in school and working. Is he still in school? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm, he might be finished with his classes, but. Oh. Um, Do you
0: know your brother? Have you met him before?
1: No, I haven't seen yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Uh, I just hear his voice, and I'm like, oh, cool. I talked to Charlie today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's still good friends with uh, with his co-host. Yeah, so, so it's like, not
0: like bad blood. It was no, just literally no, 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 too not much time.
1: Yeah, just he did. They uh, they just adopted a dog. Your, um, your brother, Charlie. Yeah, what?
0: Uh, man, he's just following in your footsteps. I right? know. Seriously, get married. He got married like... or, or actually, he got engaged. Before he got engaged me. before
1: me, but married man. a year after.
0: Right. And so you told me privately that you hate his wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she doesn't listen to this. So good.
0: <laughs> no. Well, yeah, we could say whatever. Morgan, we want. Morgan's great, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? of course. How, how do you even pull that out? Um, so, what kind of dog?
1: Uh, a husky mix.
0: Dude, that's cool.
1: It's, it's a cool-looking dog.
0: I've always wanted a husky, but they shed so much, right? Yeah,
1: it's like an incredible amount. The the pictures that he sent us the first day that they brushed her, I oh. mean, like your little wastebasket under your desk there, yeah. they filled that in just one brushing. Next ah. day, filled it again. Oh, yeah, Next so day, done. filled it again. It's like atrocious. Yeah, the whole, the whole shedding with a dog, our dog sheds like crazy too, and it's like you basically accept it after yeah, a while, but yeah. it still sucks. And it's still annoying.
0: Yes. So I had uh, a roommate of mine in New York had this dog named Penny and she was this black mutt, but really furry. And there would just be like Penny hair, like clumps of it just Ugh. all over our apartment. Ugh. And I was like, I got on him and I'm not that kind of guy. Like I'm so passive aggressive, but I was like, Dave, but please, just fucking vacuum once a Too day. Tulagi shed? not like that. She yeah. liked would said a little bit, but she also lived in that same apartment and because we had that dog, she never left my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Um so yeah, there was just it's like you got to stay on top of it or you need to get a Roomba.
1: Yes. Yeah, which helps for like
0: half a second. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I mean it like surface clean stuff and you're just like, oh, "Okay, I'm not collecting hair when I just like swipe my hand across something." Yeah. But it's still there you have to you just have to stay on top of it you got to clean yeah so uh when are you guys getting an animal
0: i had a thought this morning i was like you know we're not doing anything today let's go to a pound and like um so see that wooden box right there yeah that's too loggy oh really so she was in a bat she's been in that box since since she died but um we uh well she was cremated. Um <laughs> You just left a decomposing cat <laughs> no, body Jesus in a box. <laughs> uh so yes, yeah, so my cat was cremated, but she was in this like bag, like this nice, like you know, they send you this beautiful bag and whatever. Yeah. But so we moved and she was just like sitting in our office in this bag, and I, I think I was just like not emotionally available to like deal really with it, deal yeah. with that. And so we moved, we had her in a box, and it was like in our garage. And it's fucking cold in our garage in the middle of the night. So uh, a couple of days ago, it's like, I got to get too laggy out of there. She's <laughs> freezing. So now she's on my little.
1: Except she's probably being preserved quite nicely in that freezing temperature.
0: Yeah. She's got roasted. She's just ashes. <laughs> she's just ashes. But uh, so now I don't know what to do with it. I'm sure one of my kids is going to grab that and just like, who hey, what's this? At some
1: point. Yeah. Um, just put caution tape on her. Like,
0: Yeah. Or just. Glue, it to, the, uh,
1: to yeah. glue uh, it to the to the desk. Yeah. Glue it to
0: the to the shelf. So sorry. Short answer <laughs> to my long response here is that I uh, I think I'm getting close to like, yeah, we should get a dog. Because I'm basically working from home these days. Yeah. My wife is working from home. It makes it a lot easier to like walk it out. But
1: in two years. Yeah, I know. Would you still be there? I don't know. I don't At that point, Malin's She's still not old enough to take care of the dog herself, but she could be more responsible. To, Ugh,
0: a kid can't even fucking wipe her own ass. She Can't even She's brush four her own and teeth. I have to brush her own. A- or brush. <laughs> I brush my daughter's ass. I brush. Uh, She's a lot of ash, ash, ass hair. Oh fucking it's disgusting! <laughs> you, to you to need, need up.
1: to drink more. Um, Is Lindsay there? She wants a dog.
0: Yeah, I think she knew that. I, like when Tulagi was dying, mm. I just said, listen, I know you want a dog, but you have to let me like, just wait, wait, like a year at least or two. And I think Lindsay kind of had it in her head that like when Malin started going to school, we would get a dog. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but I, I miss having like a pet. Yeah. Um, and I think like, like when Tulagi died, I was fucking devastated. And I was like, yeah, I don't want a pet again. Like, I don't want to go through this. Like, yeah. that's just way too painful. And, but now I'm like, yeah, but like the joy of having a pet. Right. Just it's, it sucks when they go, but it's so awesome when they're around, you know?
1: It's awesome when they're around, and you got to realize, like, okay, that pet's life is shorter than mine, regardless. And yes, right. you have to deal with the pain and the grieving of it. It's going to suck whenever Rocky goes. Yeah. For sure. Right. But you also think about it like, that was a ton of fun yeah. having that pet around. Yeah. Brought a lot of joy and enjoyment to our lives. And we brought the same to hers and we gave yeah. her or him, whatever, a comfortable place to yeah. live, um, well, had a great life. I hear I mean, there's a lives- lot of
0: neighbor noise where you yeah, live. And she basically lives in a closet right now. So, <laughs> no. um, <laughs> but yes, I, but so, and I'm coming to that realization now that like the quote unquote morning period is kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I was like <laughs> wearing black for the last year, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I do kind of want a dog. And I haven't had, I've never actually owned a dog myself.
1: Yeah. You didn't have them growing up. No, right? we had
0: cats. So, but I've like
1: Lindsay, Lindsay didn't have a dog. Lindsay had a dog. Lindsay, oh, she did. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, but Lindsay doesn't take care of our kids. So I don't care if she can take care of a dog. Um, so yeah, but, uh, and the dog we want is, it's more of like a, uh, it, it, it's more of like a you have to train this dog. Like you have to be. So you've like,
1: decided on the kind of dog kind of, you want. Yes.
0: We kind of want a Rhodesian Ridge. Oh yeah. That's a big dog. It's a big dog. And I, I like that they're like super like family focused. and oh, like yeah. Territorial. Um, but I also don't want a dog that's going to like bark at everyone that comes to the house. Right. Which is granted most dogs. Right. Um, But I kind of like the fact that they go on lion hunts. <laughs> and I know that doesn't happen in Westport Connecticut <laughs> yeah I don't
1: think you're gonna have many lions around here although do you guys have, have do you have like foxes or we coyotes have, and stuff I've
0: seen foxes all over our yard yeah uh, a coyote killed a neighbor's dog ooh um, small dog so I, I don't know so the people that lived here had had a dog they have an invisible fence they yeah. put an inv- invisible fence in and uh, I said do you, did you guys use it and they said no our neighbor's dog was killed so we'd stop bring our, or putting our dog out alone. It's like, Oh shit. But they they actually had a fairly sizable dog too. It wasn't like a small. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, that's
1: more and more of a, a common thing around here. Yeah. Like growing up, our dogs could be outside and we leave them outside. Like if we went out for a dinner thing or we went to a friend's house or something, we'd leave at four o'clock in the afternoon. Our dog would go outside. We'd put food out for her. Yeah. We get back at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Dog's still out there.
0: Hey Holly, like good to see yeah. you. We
1: come back in, and she comes back inside and goes to sleep. And you guys, Today, were,
0: you were north of the Merritt. Oh yeah, because they said like once you go north of the Merritt, that's when like you get a shit ton of deer, shit ton of foxes. Shit oh, ton of it's coyotes. everywhere. Yeah.
1: I mean, there were there was a coyote across the street once in the twenty three years that we lived there, wow. and there was a bear sighting twice like oh. two miles away from us yeah fuck that. but that was that was back in late 90s to mid 2000s okay um today that is entirely different like they are really seriously down in this area and people do say in new canaan that their pets are taken by coyotes all the time to- i say all the time it's it's more, more than, common yeah yeah than you realize oh man i i was uh i was dog sitting for an old neighbor of mine um by the way, you
0: dog sit more than anyone I know. I haven't I, done I haven't done it recently. Well, yes.
1: Um but I yeah, I basically had like my either my cousins or two or three family friends that I'm like, sure, I'll dog sit you. Sure. That'll help out. So I was this was an old neighbor and um they have a uh, they had like a big, you know, kind of forty or fifty pound uh lab mix. Yeah. and then they had this tiny little terrier maybe seven pound dog yeah um and i was outside i was in their backyard with the two dogs just letting them out for the day i wouldn't let them out by themselves um although the bigger one i guess could get outside on his own uh but i was letting the two dogs use the bathroom run around or whatever and i I wasn't really paying attention and i see out of the corner of my eye like something flying through the you know through the air in the sky and i'm walking walking and as i turn around I like go to get amped up, and I like you know go to like startle the dog and say, "Hey, you know Blake, yeah. let's go pipe." And I throw my arms up, and it spooked a hawk that Wait, was no s- way that was sweeping down
0: to get to get the seven pounder. I
1: think so. I don't know. It was like it was beelining it for that dog. Jesus! And I had heard a story that a dog got taken by a hawk, a hawk or something.
0: Hawks can lift seven pounds, probably That's a right. I I don't know. I'm I'm not an ornithologist.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Wow, but it was yeah. I was just like,
0: "Oh shit!" <laughs> Let's get in that house. Imagine like calling, calling those people and be like, "Hey, uh, so your dog got yeah. carried away by a hawk. How do I say this? Yeah. Yeah, your
1: your dog just died a horrible death. Like
0: horrible. Like was fed, like Ugh. regurgitated and fed to hawk hawklings. I
1: did have somebody like ten years ago when I was dog sitting more right out of college. Um, Somebody said to me uh, when I was watching their dogs, they're like, listen, this dog has had a great life up until this point. If anything happens to it, you know, when we're gone, oh, like, wow. we have coyotes around here, we have, you know, foxes <laughs> they're like, and if stuff. You just find a way to, drown yeah. So, like, if them. it happens, please don't worry about it. Like, it's not. It's not the end of the world, yeah,
0: Michael Vick. That shit. I was like,
1: uh, "Thanks." This is the first time I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna babysit your dog, and all of a sudden, yeah. you guys come back from oh. like two weeks away, and it got murdered. Fucking brutal. Oh man, it's so um, bad. And I, and, you know, we got this little thirty pound dog who she doesn't mess around, but no, she wouldn't be able to hold her own against a coyote or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, probably
0: not a coyote. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh, probably a Fox. I bet she could take a Fox.
1: She's a Fox hunting dog.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I and mean, That's literally her breed. <laughs> then there you go. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so th- this area is called Redcoat, as you know, <laughs> and it's, and I was like, Oh wow. They were like really like, on the side of the British. They really, but it po- uh, supposedly it's because in Fox hunts you wear red coats and like we live literally right next to little Fox lane. And did they do Fox hunts here? Yes. This was a big Fox hunting area. And,
1: you know, fox hunting is like frowned
0: upon Yeah. Now <laughs> this was probably like 200 years ago in the 1700s. Yeah. But there are, I like, we saw a lot of foxes at our other house. There are so many foxes around here. Really? I see, I see probably three or four a week.
1: That's crazy. Cause they really don't like to be seen.
0: I mean, they're probably but they're all just rabbit so as fuck or yeah. there's so many. <laughs> and you know what it is too. We've had a lot of snow lately and i think yeah. just the red just you see them so much out. Yeah. yeah that's true um so I, we're shifting gears pardon the expression f1 minute which i think we can do like an f1 three minute because it's been so you can long cash in a few yeah. yeah uh so hamilton signed his contract yep one uh, year deal uh Fernando just got hit by a fucking car.
1: Yeah. What the hell was that story? I didn't
0: really follow. He was uh, biking in a group cycling, which by the way, like my ultimate fear is just getting nailed by a car in Switzerland. uh, I guess like broke his jaw or something.
1: Yeah. By the way, it's interesting how many of the Formula One drivers do cycling as their, their cross training. Yeah. Like all of them. And it's in drive to survive. Yeah. uh, All of them riding out cycling with a trainer or something.
0: Well, I saw Hamilton cross country skiing. Did you see like he was posting some videos of no. like, cross country skiing? Uh, but yeah, it's all like high cardio and yeah, you know, stay yeah endurance. Lean. Yeah, um, and then uh, what else? What else? Oh, uh, Sebastian Vettel is bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: his hair, his hairdo is really bad. Yeah, um, I saw a story today. Nico Hulkenberg is signed on as a reserve driver yeah, for which... Aston Martin.
0: I feel really bad, man. Cause he like, he had some good races last year. I wouldn't be
1: surprised if he gets a drive next year
0: for who, who's, who's out next year. Battle. Somebody,
1: somebody's going to turn over somebody, something somewhere.
0: But like, I, I think what bothers me is that you've got like, Ocon still out there. Yeah. What a, and like, uh, it's
1: cause he's French and it's a French team. They're like, Oh yeah, just we, we want this one guy here. Uh.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, but like, who else would I, I take? I mean, Latifi is Latifi out?
1: No, he's got his dad's got billions yeah. of dollars. Yeah, so he's Williams like needs that money. Yeah, uh, that's the unfortunate thing is like when you actually really start to to focus in on F one and and why certain guys have seats versus others, or you know who's not given an opportunity, and when money does. Drive that. Huge. It really sucks. Like this Russian asshole who's going to race for Haas. Oh yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, Masipin, yeah, Mazepin. Yeah. Um,
0: who's like fondling women and
1: yeah, literally, like the day or the day after he signed his his Haas contract. Yeah, uh, and they're like, well don't worry, we're dealing with it internally." Blah blah blah. It's just like, okay, it's because it's a Russian oligarch who's right. got his bro- his uh, son on this team, and he's going to any financial woes that you have, he's just going to fund it. Yeah, it so- sucks that, that that plays such a a big role in it, which is cool to see somebody like Hamilton. Absolutely. Right. Undisputed, like number one driver ever in the, (laughs) uh, in the series. And he's the first black driver. (laughs) Right. In all of formula one. It grew
0: up fucking dirt ass poor and just like, and just
1: absolutely killing it. Yeah. Which is, it's cool. It's cool to see that. I read a story today that, um, it's probably some hack writer. Uh, he's a former. He was a former F one guy, not a world champion or anything, but yeah. uh, was saying that uh, Hamilton only signed a one year deal because he's going to go chase the money next year because he likes living the highfalutin life in L A. with pop stars and everything, and so he's not getting paid enough from Mercedes. Like the dude's making thirty five or forty million a year, yeah. and that's just his Mercedes contract. He can still go out and sell himself, right, in advertising and spots. He does, Apparently, right? he also has. In his contract, uh, I thought I read somewhere that he still has the ability to sell like one uh, one part of his race suit and his helmet to advertisers. So he still really? retains those rights.
0: Yeah. Holy shit.
1: Which is interesting.
0: That's really interesting.
1: So like in his, in his Black Lives Matter moment and yeah. movement that he's trying to, to push forward, is there something that he could leverage with that? I don't know, but mm. it's just... Some of it's so dirty and you just, you just want to be like, no, I just want to see these guys race because like drive to survive really does shine a light on who they are as characters and individuals and really gets you behind the scenes. uh, And which is what I think has played a big part in a lot of people getting into the sport more, certainly Americans. Um,
0: But yeah, Yeah, I think so. Manny is like our our friend who, who are on this. F1 text chain with. Yeah. And he had said that, what, 80,000 people watched F1 last year? Million. Or, oh, I'm sorry, 80 million. 80
1: million turned into each race.
0: Which is insane. Do you think so? Well, yeah, it's worldwide, so you get that extra that extra bump. But, yeah. like, I mean, that's a serious number. Yeah. In this day and age with so many other options.
1: You had 300 million people watching every single episode of Top Gear at one point. Really? Yes.
0: More you had,
1: and that show wasn't played in China, I believe, or at least it's not right now. Maybe BBC was playing in China. Wow,
0: okay, well, yeah, and
1: okay. that was 2000. I don't know, 2010? What was it, like yeah. their real heyday?
0: Like, yeah, like 2005 to 2010, 15, something yeah. Like that. Um, wow, okay, that's that's a serious number. That is now,
1: granted, it's also. It's a uh, it's a car show where they like do stunts and, and they have big trips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the celebrities, and it's only an hour long compared to this, you know, epically long racing series, and you got to right. pay attention to what's going on. But yeah, I mean, so Super Bowl is hundred million. Yeah, but that's one singular event, right? Uh, over a three hour period, and in entirely American centric. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe a little bit of Canada and the UK. Right. Um. So eighty million people every two weeks tuning into these races.
0: It's not bad. I I was always shocked that sponsors paid as much money as they did. But if you have eighty million people watching each race, yeah, yeah then it's worth it. But I,
1: does anybody really look at a fry and goes, "Oh, I really got to sign up for Kaspersky"? <laughs> but here I am recalling it because it's on their Halo. Like it's right. it's yeah. on their it's on their camera every single shot. Yep. And um, there you go. And Kaspersky was—they were the ones who like had the whole Russia uh, file issue with uh, with yep. Trump, wasn't it? I, I, I think
0: it was, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's just kind of like Hublot, the the watchmaker. I mean, there's just in four. Like, I mean, what the in four? Well, <laughs> in four, no longer sponsors Ferrari, I know. and they're not sponsoring Red Bull.
1: They're just doing not doing
0: anything. I I think I, I think it's just on hold. Lindsay said it was on hold. Yeah, whatever that means. Maybe I can't talk about this. <laughs> I don't know. Scratch it, scratch it. But I know they're not. So Infor sponsored the Brooklyn Nets for a long time. Yep. And they're not doing that anymore, which is too bad because we used to get courtside tickets and that was. They're
1: just trimming the. Yeah, I think they're just trying to cut back. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably smart. Right. And also, I mean, they're like a pretty heavy business centric company. And I mean, people are still working, but they're not. I have no idea what they're. I, I don't know what it was. I don't even know what your wife does. I you, don't even know don't, what my wife you don't does. either. So
0: someone asked me what my wife does for a living, and I was like,
1: ah. "She tells other people what to do."
0: Yeah, I was like, "I don't know." Sometimes I hear her yelling at people in Singapore at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so, whatever that—that's not work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that she's very successful and very good at her job. I do not know what she does. Excellent. Yeah, she's chief of staff. Okay. So.
1: So was Mark Meadows. Who's Mark Meadows?
0: <laughs> that was Trump's chief of staff. Oh, fuck. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, she's the Mark Meadows of information. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah.
1: Uh, you said something. So are we go with Formula One?
0: Yeah, our, that was like a Formula Five minute. Yeah,
1: Formula Five. I'm pumped for the season to start. Mm-hmm. Um, It starts in the end of March? Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's when we'll start a Formula One podcast. <laughs> we may
0: have to. And I, I want to get like a... I want to get this group. T- I don't know why. I want to get like a big text message chain. Of- so
1: we could include the guys, uh, ran- at least Randy and Luke. Yeah. Even though they, they they're they kind of watch some of the races, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Maybe they'll get more invested in it if yeah. If we talk about it more, um, Taylor.
0: Oh yeah, is Taylor into it? I think
1: Taylor watched a little bit. A guy um, uh, that I'm friends with down in New Jersey is really into it. Who awesome. um, I know through. Another friend, and he's a big uh, cycler cyclist.
0: Yep, Ian O'Malley, my real estate agent. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, oh,
1: he would sit and talk to us about Formula One. Oh,
0: dude, I so I want to. He's get a him.
1: radio guy. Yeah, he's I, legit.
0: I so I want to get Ian on the. I want to get him on the podcast like for three different episodes. I want to ask him about like talk, just talk to him about Formula One or whatever. I want to talk to him about like he's got. Fucking stories. I mean, the dude can talk. Like, he's got storytelling game like no one I've ever met. Because
1: he's been, he's seen a lot. He's, he's done seen a lot. lot.
0: So he's like, oh yeah, I can tell you what it was like backstage at the Van Halen show, or like, you know, I know like he was in School of Rock. He's he played a part in School of Rock. So he's like, talk, he's like Jack Black. It's fucking awesome. Like this, just the nice. What was guy. his part? He was a radio executive. So they play. Uh, they do their like final show. I, I you've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking to, what's her name? I Carly, the,
1: uh, Oh, that little girl. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, summer, summer, summer Wheatley. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that sounds I right. I don't know why. I just pulled <laughs> so he's talking to her about like them getting a contract and like, you that's know, so funny. Yeah. Um, so just like, you know, he's like this tour of just like great stories. Yeah. And I would just love to have him on and talk to him about radio too. I mean, the dude's, New York radio He's DJ. a DJ. Uh, and he's got the voice for it. Like, yeah. holy shit.
1: Right, I, it sounds way better, more smooth than, than any of our voices on these things. I, I
0: wanted to just like have him record my, uh, outgoing message on my, my which <laughs> like, And he would do it. Cause he's, he's like the nicest guy ever. Um, but yeah, it's just, I want, I do want to get him on. I think we could just like, he's, he's like a Todd, Todd Williams. Like, yeah, just like, all right, go like just Talk. talking, Yeah. And we'll riff. Yeah. And it's, oh my God. All right. So that was tangent on our F1. But yeah, I do think we need to get like a bunch of people together to just like talk F1 because, but, but talk F1 and have really no idea what we're talking about.
1: But we could get into it more. And yeah, um, I, you know, I, maybe there's not a market for just the sort of the average Joe talking about formula one. You sent me the episode of, uh, Dax, um, Right, Shepard. Where he uh, talks to uh,
0: uh, uh, Ricardo. Uh, yeah, Danny.
1: And he did a good job of just sort of like being the average guy, who's you know definitely more interested in it, and he, so he understands a lot of race tactics. Yes. but he also doesn't read like the governing body's rule book for each season of right of racing. Um, so he's not like looking at technical directives and no,
0: shit. No, but Dax did a really good job, and Dax is actually a really smart guy. Like, if you get down to it, like he's he's really he's actually pretty fucking brilliant.
1: I'm, mean, he better be cause he's married to Kristen, <laughs>
0: Kristen Bell. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if he's just
1: like that stupid idiot. And without a paddle then <laughs> right. Or, all hope or, is lost for, idiocracy. for good people. Yeah. Idiocracy. my balls. <laughs>
0: um, but so he kind of made it seem like, like he was talking about things that happen in F1, but relating it to like everyday things, like talking about the G forces and, and how things react to it. And it's just like, re- he does a phenomenal job. If you want to learn about F1, Go to the Armchair Export uh, podcast and, and listen to the Dave yeah. Ricardo. Yeah, it's uh, a good start. Uh
1: so, I mean, maybe there's not a market, and I always think, just like you know, Formula One wants to tap into an American market, but they don't have they don't have the the tools out there to reach. The American market, where they are.
0: Well, I think I think it's just that the American market is so saturated with other shit that the last thing they're like, yeah, why it, even bother? Like, right, a Formula
1: One it. race is not it's not an immediate gratification thing. No. There's a massive amount of time where nothing happens in the middle of the race,
0: and, and if something does, you're like, oh, 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 I missed it, I missed it. Right, 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 right. And, and to be honest, like Drive to Survive has done a really good job and has probably bitten the biggest inroad for Americans for sure into the sport and what's
1: cool is the F uh, uh, not the FIA, Formula One and former Liberty Media recognize that yeah that it played such a, a key role in expanding their base
0: and I, I think I, I can't wait for this season to come out because oh, a sweet, lot great. of shit happened in the last last year that's that's gonna be really uh, and the
1: whole COVID thing that they all had to navigate right right so we can we can address in, at a minimum you're right we can have a uh, we can have a better a larger group chat Maybe we can like raise the stakes on the um, the fantasy on the fantasy. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's I'm still trying to figure out how to use it. Um, it's how to do fairly it. straightforward, but I just
1: don't know how much managing. Well,
0: that, needs that's to be done. There's like almost no managing. Like but clearly not
1: because you get you get docked for moving teams around. You lose right. points. Yes.
0: You you kind of have to stay with with, with yeah. your lineup. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, before we leave, there is something we need to talk about. What? At any moment, you could be a father. I could be getting a phone like, call. Like, I keep looking. You've <laughs> been checking your phone nonstop. And, like, if this podcast just cuts off suddenly, it's because, <laughs> I mean, your wife is aggressively pregnant. It
1: reminds me. Remember we played golf with... um Tom.
0: Tom Santangelo. Yes. yes.
1: And he was like, I don't know. My wife could be going into labor at any point. And, like, right. his phone would ring. And we we're like...
0: We're totally go- remember like, that.
1: We're on the 15th yeah. hole. Is your wife going into labor? Right. That's and then... Yeah. And like that was a such a foreign concept to me. Yeah. And now (laughs) I'm like,
0: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. I do have to be on call. I had before Malin was born, I had to go to a meeting in the city and Lindsay was like, I don't care what happens. Like if you get a text from me, you need to get a fucking Uber, get a black like rent a car, whatever it takes to get to the hospital. Like and she's like, get a fast car. And drive like a fucking maniac to get to the hospital. <laughs>
1: I was like, "Holy shit!" How was she going to get to the hospital?
0: I don't know, just fucking my parents. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It's more important than. Because
1: Mark asked me, he goes, Nate. And this is when before his first was born, because yeah. I was living across the street. He's like, "If I'm not around, because he was working in the city every single day, yeah. you have to take Meg." And yeah. I was like, "Uh,
0: okay." Yeah, I was like, "That's a responsibility." I. I, I, because Lindsay was induced both times, I really kind of wanted that moment of like, oh my God, honey, we gotta go. Yeah. We have to go. Yeah. And we never had that. Uh, you may have it. You may, you may not. You, it may be like, might, we might thing. not.
1: Yeah. But yeah, we've got our bags packed. Do you really? You have yeah. Go bag. Cause in, yeah. Cause in COVID it's like, you know, the go bag, like get her to the hospital. And then if she's situated and there's some time, I can run home and go get, you know, more stuff. Mm-hmm. No, once I check in, that's it. So although
0: trust me, man, I thought I could go back and get more stuff. No. Yeah.
1: You wouldn't have time. So whatever the case, yeah, we have our, our bags packed and we're essentially ready to go.
0: Okay. Physically. You're ready to go mentally. Are you ready to go? I don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Yeah. You can't know.
1: You have no idea. And also because of this time and we were talking about this, I haven't been to a single doctor's appointment. So I have,
0: dude, that's none of this.
1: It's like still, I mean, of course I know that we're having a kid and, (laughs) <laughs> and I can kind of get my head around that. And like, yeah. I can physically see that my wife has a massive belly. Yeah. Um. But there's still just something super foreign about the idea. Yeah. And I,
0: but even honestly, even if you went to those, those doctor's appointments, yeah, it it's it, not tangible until yeah. you're holding the kid in your yeah. arms and you're like, Oh my God, like, fuck this, this is mine. Like, right. and I'm not like an emotional dude. What the second I held my daughter, I was like, okay, Yeah. I get it. All
1: right. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be like one of those immediate switches yep. that goes off, and you're just like, I had no idea this existed in me. Yep, and that this was like buried somewhere, but it's all of a sudden. Yep, because I do think to myself every once in a while, I'm like, Wow, it really. I'm starting to change my own like perspective and thought on who my parents are, or who my oh, siblings are, absolutely, or you know, my friends and their relationships to to people or mm-hmm. or um, you know, other siblings and whatnot, and it's just like. Wow, that's weird. You know, you just don't yeah, just didn't cross your mind.
0: No, never. And and like especially with the parents thing, like I mean, it's not that I was like a dick to my parents, but like I just I have such a profound respect for them that yeah. I never had before. Yeah. I mean, especially your parents with four kids, holy shit. Um I yeah, saw no. this drawing of a, uh, it was like what fatherhood is and you see this this kid or this like I don't know, teenager, and he's like missing a square out of his like body. And you see the father handing him a square, and then behind the father, it's just like all missing. Like he's like keeps like giving to the son to like rebuild the son. And I was like, that's really true. Like you don't see all the sacrifices that your parents make. Yeah. Just so that you can like be this healthy individual.
1: And so you might not have any idea that they're making that
0: sacrifice. And that's to shield you from that. If honestly, if they're good parents, you you don't know. Right. Right. And I mean, I definitely let my kids know. I give them a bill. I'm like, this is how much you are <laughs> hey, costs. Yeah. Uh, Malin,
1: remember that ninety-minute bath you took the other night? Yeah, here is the heating Let's, bill. Yeah, we got to hit that shit up. You are paying
0: and, for that water. Um, but the other thing too is, like, before the like, I always, I mean, obviously, I obviously I respect women. Um, <laughs> but but and the like, fact that you even have to say that, right? But after, like, you see them, you see your wife give birth, and holy shit, you're like, oh, women are fucking badass. Like, that's. Wait, you're like looking at your phone. I'm like, wait a minute. No,
1: she she was just wondering where I was, oh, and then sorry. I was afraid. Wait a second, she she might call me, and then if she's calling me, is she saying like, Nate, we got to go somewhere? So I'm just like, dude, I'll be back in a little bit. Don't worry. Okay,
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll wrap up. But yes, so you're. I mean, obviously, you you know, your wife is lovely and and in a badass person in and of herself. But you're gonna see this shit go through that she goes through, and you're gonna be like, oh damn, like a whole nother. It's not even like I could never approach that kind of shit that, that like I saw my wife do <laughs> like it, and, and to do it with like, like not only does this suck and it's painful and it's horrible, but then my wife was like, let's do it again. Right. Like yeah. let's have another kid.
1: who was looking at her stomach today. She goes, how the hell do people do this more than once? Yeah. How can anybody go through this more than once? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Evolution, something genetics has probably just told you, yeah. you will forget this it's true
0: and that's what it is you forget like it block you block out that yeah. look. or else no one would ever do it Are you kidding right me? oh my god it's it's so fucking gnarly it's so Holy weird shit.
1: i'm trying to i need to figure out a way to like equate giving birth to like a 2k or a 6k so oh, that i can say i've been ten, there
0: it's a fucking 10k it's
1: 10k so and it's, by
0: the way it's not you doing the 10k you're the coach holding the fucking that's fine watching.
1: but i've done 10ks so you're saying it's like 30 to 40 minutes long
0: uh, no, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a 25. It's minute. a century. It, it, yeah, sure. It's a century. <laughs> it is. Oh my god. Well, it all depends. Our first daughter. Do- our first daughter. Our first kid. Uh, I think Liz was in labor, or like really like pushing for like an hour and a, hour and a half. Uh, with Parker, she was like in labor for like 20 minutes. Yeah, in labor. She was she's pushing for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um. But it's still fucking insane, dude. It's so like, I can't wait to talk to you post <laughs>
1: post birth. I'm going to come back here and be like, Adam, I have a whole new perspective. Yeah.
0: And you will uh, You're going to like, you're going to, you're going to understand like what parents go through, like what, what Bill's going through every day, you know, like yeah. wh- what I've been going through and what your parents went through. And you're just going to like, you get like this broader sense of the world because it's like, it's this innate thing that everyone tries to do. At least. Well,
1: and the thing is I like, saying to this Gracie, I'm like, Billions of people have gone through this mm-hmm. over the course of human history. Mm-hmm. Just in the last ten years, billions of people have gone through this. Yes. So it's it's an extremely personal and unique situation. Yes. For each person. Yes. But it is just so universally common. It's so weird. Right. It's like one of the only things that could be so personal and so individual, right. yet you know almost entirely universal.
0: Yeah and it's a huge it is a huge life. There's no greater shift in your life than having a kid. The first. The first. The first kid. Yeah. yeah. The second kid is Yeah. Funny. I mean, we are phoning it in. <laughs> Sorry, Will. <laughs> Will, Charlie, Eleanor. Yeah,
1: I changed my parents' life, you guys. Yeah. You guys were add-ons.
0: <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it really is like it, it your world doesn't get flipped upside down, but it definitely like it, it gets it's, colored differently. Yeah,
1: it's funny. Like everybody texts me leading up to this point. like, "Oh, hey, how's Gracie? Like, are you ready? You know, what's going on? Are, yeah. How do you feel?" Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm ready. I know it's going to be different. I know it's going to be.
0: But you don't know what's going to be different. Yeah. Like I mean, you don't. You you don't. You can't know
1: until you actually right. go through but it. But I'm not like, oh my god, what is it going to be like? And what if we don't like it? Can we go back to this? Can we do that? And it's just like <laughs> no. It's to me. It's just it's one of those. This sound. This might sound like. Cheesy, lame, stupid, or whatever to compare to this, but it's just like all of a sudden a massive deadline comes up at work that you're like, there is no way in hell I can meet this deadline. Period, yeah. full stop. Yeah. But it's there and it has to be met. Yes. So you have to figure out a way to meet it. Yes. And whether it means staying up all night for five days, whatever the case be, or mm-hmm. you have to like work extra shifts, whatever you got to do to get it done. You yeah. just say, This is the deadline, and you're gonna have to get it done. So mm-hmm. this kid's gonna be born. Yes. And if things are all great, then they're great. Right. If something has to be adjusted, then we have to adjust it. And it's just like, okay, yes, you're, you're gonna figure
0: it out. You're not gonna die. It's hope. <laughs> it's a very healthy way to look at it. So it's just like, all right, figure it out. I uh, I was skiing out of bounds one time and I got stuck in a tree. <laughs> okay, and and it was bad. And I was like high up and there was like this cliff and it was just bad. And I remember thinking there's only one way out of this tree. There's only one way I can get down. I got to like just jump and like slide down this hill. Uh Right. And I was like, I don't know what's on the other side of this cliff, but I just need to like go and just like, I can't stay here. I'm moving forward. I got to go see what happens. And I, and it's very fucked up that I look at having a kid this way, but like you got to like hit that wall and, and see what's on the other side and, and you know, jump off the cliff. And
1: I have an exact same story skiing out of bounds
0: were you at Smuggler's Touch? <laughs> no, okay.
1: Uh, I was at uh, uh, Stratton with yeah. um, with Will and another friend, and we skied out of bounds. Will was like, "Yes, this is the way to go." I like this is one of the best of all, places. Don't ever. ever listen to Will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was lesson one for the, for sure. And we were just great, like super yeah. thick powder. I mean, it was just beautiful yeah. glade skiing, and all of a sudden it starts to level out. And then it levels out even more, even more. We're starting to turn more thinking we're trying to uh, meet back Uh, up with the trail. And then we realize we are completely off the mountain. And instead of going left and meeting up with a trail, we went off right and went off the back of the mountain Uh and are now at the flat spot. And so we're like, oh, what if we turn 90 degrees and go this way? We might meet the trail. And somebody made the right decision was okay. like no the only way we know for sure guaranteed that we'll make it back to the trails we just retrace our steps so you climbed up the fucking mountain. <laughs> so we had like 10 minutes of awesome fun just bombing down this yeah. hill and then looked back up and took us three and a half hours to oh, hike out in brutal. snow like to our hips yeah but it was, was one of see. those moments where it's like no I think Will was the one who said, we got to, we got to retrace our steps. Yeah. And I looked at him. I was like, no, we're not <laughs> doing that. Like, it's crazy. Like, let's just call somebody. No cell phone service. Great. Right. Um, Back. well, let's just go this way. Will's like, I, I think we have to retrace our steps. I was like, we can't. Do you just think about how much we just skied? And we did three and a half hours. Oh. Ski patrol was waiting for us. At were the, they really? Yeah. That we, we were able to contact, uh, Ryan and red, no. uh, that we, <laughs> there's that we were, two people you want to call Yeah, that we were trouble. off trail. Um, but yeah, it was, it was that exact same moment where you just like had to make a decision yeah. and stick to it. Damn. That's so like we're both equating child Ski- to birth, skiing. child rearing to uh to Out of skiing. skiing.
0: <laughs> but it is. It's like it's it's fucking wild and it's nature and some way somehow you get through it and
1: I'm pumped. It it'll, it'll be cool. You should be, man. Of course it's going to be different. It's going to be hard. Um
0: yeah, that's fucking great. It's fun. so fucking hard, but it's worth every second of it.
1: What if it all of a sudden, like, encourages us to do more podcast episodes or it to may. drink more?
0: It, oh, it'll definitely make me <laughs> want to drink more. Absolutely. And you're going to have a lot more, like, for you, like, downtime. Like, it, by downtime, I mean, like, just with the kids. The holding like, a holding, child. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. where you can't be, like, super active. And I think that's going to be a big adjustment for you.
1: Did you play PlayStation a lot? when?
0: Not as much as I thought. I thought I would, like, be able to, like, you know, use just, like, the... like, hold it and right, hold the controller. controller didn't happen yeah and a lot of times like you want the kid to like be asleep so i'd be like on the couch in the middle of the night holding the kid yeah and the last thing i wanted to do was like turn a tv on to like have it bright so yeah, i would just true. be like on my phone like reading articles yeah and i probably did more like online reading than i ever had because i just had the chance to do it
1: that's fun. i keep myself entertained yeah
0: you'll you'll figure out <laughs> stuff and honestly to be perfectly honest it's all on Gracie for like the first like
1: <laughs> first three months. Gracie, if you made it this far, yeah, um, <laughs> she, she didn't. She did not listen to a single episode. No.
0: But but it really is like it's all like, dude, it's fucking brutal, man. It's so brutal on women. Like it sucks. Like not only do they have to give birth, but then like the breastfeeding and like.
1: Well, did, oh. were you raised on formula?
0: Uh, do you know? I don't know. I don't. remember. I don't know either. I don't remember. I uh, I don't. F- I don't know. I don't know. I but don't it's know. like
1: one of those random things you just don't think about until you're becoming a, a parent. Yeah. And it's just like, well, there's this whole generation of kids that was raised only on formula mm-hmm. because people said that was the best thing. Now it's back to no breastfeeding is the best way to yeah. go or there's a healthy mix of the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, breastfeeding is entirely on the mother.
0: Yeah. If well, it was I mean, you, you could do weird.
1: bottles and stuff. But. Right.
0: But like the fact that like you're so beholden to like a pump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this has been breast talk this is <laughs>
1: we're two men
0: talking yeah. about this
1: we should have Lindsay and gracie i know uh, about this.
0: whatever the case though it's like you're gonna have a lot of respect for i mean not that you don't now but uh
1: i've re- yeah i mean i just have respect for the whole nine month carrying process yeah
0: like they carry it for nine months they go through brutal birth like it's fucking brutal Unless it's a C section, right? Unless C section <laughs> That's fine, right? But even that, like, that's that's not a small surgery. Surgery, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's no that's um, no joke. And then they're basically like responsible for like the nourishment of the kid for the first couple of months.
1: Yeah, but see I look at it as like I'm basically uh the father to our dog, Rocky. I take care of her all the time. Oh, so it's Gracie even. doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, so you're even.
1: Yeah, she's she just lounges you know what, around.
0: Man? Don't even show up to the hospital. Just be like, you got this. No,
1: we were both there when we adopted Rocky. So I think we can both be there when this, uh, this child comes in. (sighs) If I equate everything to our dog, does that, does that work?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That definitely works. That'll work. Uh, Do you you
1: pick a poop with a plastic bag?
0: You're going to be doing some of that. (laughs) There will be times where you will have poop on your hands and you won't even know how it got there. (laughs) Joy. I was watching my daughter pick her nose and wipe it on that controller, that, that fucking uh, Nintendo Switch controller today. And I was like, man, this whole house is just covered in You're like, hey, honey, it's not easy to Lysol wipe electronics. Yeah, um, literally. Which, there's not a whole
1: lot of ways I right. can clean that.
0: <laughs> and she was like biting one of the knobs. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but as a kid, you probably did some of the weird, oh, I'm sure I stupid did. shit. Too. But there's just like, just get used to bodily functions and trying to, like, you know, maintain some semblance of, like, humanity.
1: Yeah, you're going to see us, like, four weeks into this kid and be like, wow, that's that's not the Kellys anymore.
0: That's okay, though. You'll be better. <laughs> You'll be better for it.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Uh, you should go yeah. back to your pregnant I'll wife. I'll go back. Uh, She's sleeping, though. So no. well, Let's stay yeah, up, man. Let's play some video games. Yeah. Let's play some F1. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Good luck. Don't faint. Oh, dude! And don't look at the fucking. I know I've told you this before. Do not look at the needle. Fuck! Don't look at (laughs)
1: it. All right.
0: It is. It's.
1: I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't particularly like watching needles. Even like when I get my blood drawn or anything. I don't. I don't watch that.
0: Definitely don't watch the epidural. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that. The needle. I probably told you this. Has like hatch marks on it. Like it's like white and black. Is it a thick needle? Yeah.
1: So it's like a. Pretty like viscous, shot.
0: I, I, I didn't look. I I saw the needle. I didn't see it going to my wife.
1: But the needle has depth marks. Yeah, yeah, because they're sticking into a spine. Like they better know if they're getting too close.
0: It's. Oh my god, that's so fucking brutal. That is. That's like. That is fucking. Uh, yeah, actually
1: thinking about it right now. I'm like, no, I don't want to
0: watch that. All right, I don't want to watch that. Uh, good luck, man.
1: Thanks. Maybe, Maybe. Hey, maybe we'll be recording this next episode before the baby actually comes (laughs) oh my god this is going to be fucking miserable in six months from now she'll be like oh my god get this out of me 15 month term
0: (laughs) what is what's wrong
1: these Kellys they're
0: overachievers
1: (laughs) 22 pound kid
0: oh fuck no crazy this world gross (laughs) alright man congratulations thanks talk to you soon later